This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello, oh, whoa, just us two, Charlie, hello and welcome hello. everyone, hey, Charlie, alright, uh, to a special edition of the Wednesday week, uh, yes, it's International Football Week um, and we all love it, don't we, so we've got nothing to talk about, you'd think, uh, no no uh, games to review from last week, yes, we know we've got a game coming up on Saturday against Birmingham, but we thought we'd try something a little bit different, oh, hang on, everyone's joining us now, look, hey, John. Uh, so I, uh, we're going to talk about anything you want to talk about. So please just message in whatever you want. I'm going to say no holds barred, but that's that may be opening us up there, Charlie. John, what do you reckon? <laughs> so any questions, anything, anyone, let us know. Um, we're just here for a just chat on a Monday night. We've got nothing else better to do. Um, how is everyone? Are we all right? We'll start there. We'll start there. Are you all right, Charlie? Uh, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, it's kind of, it's boring into when there's no football on, but at the same time, there's nothing to get miserable about. So it's like a weird, you can't lose if you don't play. So, This know. is very, this is a very good point, Charlie. But there you go. It's like, um, we should all be happy, but mm. we're not happy because there's no football. But well, there is, there's international football, but no one cares about it. John, you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks, mate. Um, getting closer. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with um, with Charlie there. It's uh, international breaks. They're uh, a bit of a pain, aren't they? Um, even if you're not playing well, you still can't replicate the feeling of club football. Um, in England, I don't really care when they're in knockout tournaments. I don't care about <laughs> these friendlies and these um, Nations League games or whatever they, they call yeah. them these days. It's just not the same. But yeah, you can't, like you say, you can't lose if you're not to, if you're not playing, um, right? Yeah, happy we're back to football, proper football. Oh yes, it's coming up. It's coming right. So tonight, I'm going to open up with the first one, and believe it or not, it's it's come from him within the group. So obviously, we, if we get more comments and people asking questions, we'll get on. But this is it because we are a serious podcast. Everyone, everyone knows this. We 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 take everything so seriously. Hey, up, Simon. Nice to join us. 
I don't know what happened there. But hello. <laughs> so the first the first question is: Would you rather? Would you rather fight a Bannon-sized New Who or three New Who-sized Bannons? Come on, Everett. Look, this is this is the sort of highbrow. No wonder we don't get awards nominations and stuff like that. Isn't it? Questions far, like this. It'd be like, oh, are they far away? <laughs> yeah. Go on then, John. Quick one uh, for you. Would Bannon you rather fight New Who? A Bannon-sized Bannon New Who. Imagine that. Yeah. He'd never land on me because he, he couldn't he couldn't hit a barn door with a banjo, could he? So oh. <laughs> I'd be all right. Get past the first man. <laughs> I'd let you stand in front of me, John, because he won't be able to get past the first man. So uh, you'd That's do it. that. Charlie, what about you? Right, just one more time. Is it one big bannon or one three little bannon. new ears? It's one, one big, big bannon, bannon or, three or three little new ears. I take the little new ears because I think Bannon's got like. He's, he may be small, but I think he's got kind of like a, a menacing edge. And you put that in a bigger person, I think that could be dangerous. Whereas I feel like Big Dave didn't actually have that much threat. So if you reduce him down, I think it'd be quite cute. And I just, yeah, take him home. Like you could farm him out. Like it'd be quite cute, that, I think. So, yeah, second option. Go on then, Simon. One, I'm with Charlie, to be honest. I think... Um... The five little new years would be like Umpa Lumpers from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So you you could set your own little chocolate factory at home and they'd be happy at just making you chocolate. And they'd be really shit at the start. And then when the contract was about to run out, they'd be really good at making chocolate. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> I realise we're saying like Umpa Lumpa size, but we did just say like, I guess yeah, we said they yeah, were size. And we've turned them into <laughs> yes. like tiny, <laughs> tiny Sorry, Barry, like, Barry if, you're listen, if you're listening, I, I know you're not, but uh, sorry about that. Reducing you to the size of a, um, oh, what was the what was the TV show with a little uh, borrowers, borrowers, borrowers. borrowers. Yeah. Right, let's. That's the silly stuff. Come on, let's uh, think. So obviously, um, serious stuff is that obviously the position we're in at the minute, uh, it's not great. So there's, there's a couple of things that we could talk about. I mean, I think we had a question earlier. I think if you um, if you could choose one player to slip to slip to go into this current team to help out, who would it be? So obviously the, the predicament we're in. One, let, we can you can go as far back as you want. Um, obviously Simon will go further back than Charles, <laughs> but you know, come on. Simon. <laughs> It's just, it's a staple now with <laughs> but yeah, one player from past Sheffield Wednesday to drop into this team that'll help us out of this. Um I know who I'd want, so I'm gonna go go on, John, I'll go with you first. Uh no brainer for me to be David Hurst all day and twice on Sundays. I mean, he's just what the main problem we've got right now, we can't score goals. And so he slots somebody like David Hurst into who's one of the best strikers we've ever had at the club. Um, left foot, right foot, headers. He had no weaknesses to his game. The only weakness he had was his was his looking after himself off the pitch. Um, he was just the, the most polished striker I think we'll, we'll see or ever see, to be honest. Um, it was amazing. And he'd help us get some goals, that's for sure. So that'd be my pick. Yeah. Charlie, your pick. Uh, I'm going to go the way. So I'm going to think, rather than getting someone really good in, oh, am I? Uh, I'm going to go really, no. instead of getting someone no. in really good, I'm going to go, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, go on, you're all right. Yep. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Got a bit Max said room there. <laughs> oh, no. <gasps> it's going well. <laughs> all right, well so, uh, oh, Charlie, like and subscribe, go. folks. It's going really <laughs> well. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? No, yes, oh, go. sorry. Go. I'm back. Go. I'm back. Right, so uh, it's not even worth the fucking gag at this point. Right, so I was going to say we should get Pelopessi back in because rather than going for someone really good, we need to bring someone in shit because it'll make everyone else look better. Rather than get someone in good, you need to get someone else in so we can have a new scapegoat and then everyone else will look the game. Big brain thinking. Wow. So I'm glad hey, you all waited for that. Yeah, you've got a bit. different angle there, Charlie. There I like it. Go on and say. Right, this isn't somebody from my youth. Because believe it or not, I wasn't born. But Derek Dooley, 
striker. So at the end of the day, I've just just been googling him because I don't really remember him. Um, but he scored uh, sixty-two goals in sixty-one appearances. Yeah, so, he had Messi Ronaldo type goal ratio, didn't he? Yeah. So so stick that in your day. I'll give you David Hurst and raise it yeah. because yeah. he'd be what we need at the moment. Is somebody who can yeah. score some goals. So well, uh, Derek Dooley. Well, uh, Matt's gone with Waddle, even at his age now. No. So I, I like that, Matt. But I tell I tell you what, you could you could go um, different. David Hurst, I totally agree. The goals that uh, Derek Dooley, you're looking at the goals to games ratio, looking someone who actually could put the ball. But I think Waddle in Waddle in his prime, um, I, I'd, I'd take that as well. I would. I mean, this is not certain the type of football we'd be playing. That probably wouldn't wouldn't. Uh, just thinking so about that, though, Ash, can, can you imagine, you know, you, we all knew what, you know, if you didn't watch him live or he weren't from your area, you can look it up on YouTube. He used to drop his shoulder and make people look silly. And then he puts a, a you know, a beautiful cross in and you can't miss until you realise he's put it on for Ashley Fletcher. And then it's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. So, so that's, that's why harsh. I did for Waddle. <laughs> that's why... <laughs> I mean, if... Um... I'm gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep rattling off questions to you because I mean, why not? Anyone like to keep saying anyone getting a question for any of these guys or myself or anything about Sheffield Wednesday? If you could have ten minutes with Danny Rule to offer any sort of advice, what advice would it be? Oh, well, um... yeah, great question. Have that? Yeah. yeah, have you got that? Have you got, got a ticking right? Go on, Simon. I can see you're going to come up with a, a pearl of wisdom. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Mute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's my pearl of wisdom. Yeah. Islands. The guy knows. The guy knows a hundred times more than I I know about football. Christ. No, I'm, um, not, I'm just saying like I, I don't I'm know. just thinking he's got to have patience and and the trouble is that it can become very toxic. Um I think we've obviously got toxicity sort of brewing at the moment in other avenues that in my opinion shouldn't be brought into the stadium. Um we need to be concentrating on supporting the team through the thick and thin. Um so I think it'd be patience because at the moment, the fans are well on side, but it only takes one, another three or four mill walls, and and then things will turn. So, um, and also as well, probably patience with the chairman, being able to talk to the chairman because he's a very difficult man. I would imagine to deal with. No, come on, oh, yeah. <laughs> Simon, he's a pussy silly. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll get on to the chairman uh, in a bit. But Charlie, um, go on for you. Yeah, don't don't afraid don't be afraid to be brutally honest in interviews. Like fans, fans know what you know. Fans know everything, and fans know nothing. Of course, we do. But like we we don't need to be pacified when we've just lost three 0 Like we don't be afraid to be honest about the state of how things are because I think people do find that refreshing and just don't lose sight of that game plan. Like at the moment, even though we haven't got the results on the pitch, we can see the plan. We can see the improvement. We can see those little changes that come in. We don't, don't lose faith in that plan when it's moving in the right direction. Don't start spinning the wheel. Cause even with more, we had a bit of that. Like there were still times when it was like, really everything was going well. Why are we chopping and changing? Uh, and like I say, you know, fans, we know, we do know nothing. And, and, he, and he obviously is, is infinitely more experienced than us, but but don't be afraid to be like, just say how it is. Cause I think, you know, we're, we're Wednesday. It's we're, we're very hardened and traumatized. Like we will, we'll rather accept the, the cold hard truth than a, than a load of floundering. I think. Oh, also he needs to eat more. Cause he's got right skinny little legs. But apart from that. Well, if that's the bit of advice I could probably give him about eating. I mean, I'm, I'm managing myself uh, <laughs> about that. So John, what about you? What pearl of wisdom from John? Would Danny Rule accept and take on board? Um, I, I think I would say he's obviously got some fantastic contacts in the game. We know where he's come from. We know who he's worked with. Um, I would say 
if you've got that influence on the chairman already, knowing that the people that you know and what potentially you could lure into the club, for God's sakes, go and try and get a real top-notch recruitment guy so that you can you can build for the team in each eventuality. So if we don't stay up, you've got a team that can come roaring back. If we do stay up, you can get a team, you can get a team that can push on. And so use your influence and your contacts to get the best man we can get in to start rebuilding the club in your image. That's what I would say to him. Yeah, it's a bit of a hot topic at the moment. It's been well documented the last week or two that um, the recruitment, um, scouting, recruitment guy, whoever it, whatever it is, that's, um, is not there, is it? I think he's left. So, and they haven't re- replaced him. So, it's uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard thing, especially coming up January. And we know at the minute January is looking like it could be a make or break. Because um, what we've got, we've got seven games left till the January, I think it is. Um, yeah, it's seven games, twenty one points. It it could be starting to look a bit dire even you, before you January. Can't, you can't tell me though that that the team that is slowly putting together in the management team haven't got contacts. If you look at Chris Powell. I mean, he must have more contacts than the majority of recruitment um, consultants or whatever. If you look at the guy who, didn't we have the guy from West Brom after the guy we had before went to Blackpool? I mean, he did a fantastic job in the summer, didn't he? I mean, if you look at what shite he signed, you know, it's. I I really do think that, um, I think we're making, or the press are making too much out of it. I, I do think that with his the foreign contacts that Danny's probably got and also Chris Powell, there's a great start there already, foundation there already um, to recruiting players. Um, So I'm not actually that worried about bringing a recruitment guy on board because I don't actually see the huge amount of benefits from the people we've had in the past. Uh, Alman Abdi, uh, Jordan Rhodes, people like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's... um... It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Like I said, it's uh, uh, transfers January. We we'll, we'll might as well stick on that for a second. Um, loan players. We've got quite a couple of players on loan that really haven't stacked up yet. Um, do we get rid of them in January? Do we try and persevere with them? We haven't really seen a great deal of, of Ashley Fletcher. I know he's the one that stands out, isn't it? But even Devis Vasquez is, is not getting in, even for what Cameron Dawson as has or hasn't done, um, you'd expect a goalkeeper who's come on loan to be playing week in, week out, wouldn't you? So, mm. yeah. what's your thoughts on that, Charlie? I do wonder. It's interesting you should mention with the keeper because it, he got he seemed to get dropped when he'd had this sick bug and you go, okay, and then he sort of not come back in and you're like, is he still sick? Like, what's, you know, like, what exactly it's... And so there's something there that you're like, what's what's not gelling, what's not working? Because I'm I'm no I'm no Dawson Slater, but you, you have to look at what's happened recently. There have been there's been enough reason to drop him as there's been to keep him, if that makes sense. And so you think again, like Vasquez came in, he walked in straight in, he, you know, he, he was there in place of Dawson, gets diarrhea, never plays for us again. Just something seems a bit off there. And I don't know, like, is it because they've got sites elsewhere? Is 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 he not is he not happy with something? Was he ever sick? Or I don't know, like a little bit tinfoil hat. Like there's just something about that that doesn't work for me. But if he doesn't potentially come back in, then is that maybe where we're looking? Are we then looking for a keeper? Are we actually thinking that this that, that we don't already have what we what we're looking for? But I don't know. Is it Benchitis? Has he just got chronic <laughs> Benchitis? Because well, I don't know, got the runs and scarped off back to Bogota. That's what it was. Literally, uh, literally. <laughs> but on the on the thing, we've had a, a question in: Should we try and get plays in January to keep us up, or do we just start building for League One again? Ooh, that's that, that's one. That's where probably the next eight games could mm. could decide that. Do you reckon? We've already got League from... One players. <laughs> that was the problem, isn't it? Well, the team was built. To... The team was built to get out of League One, but then they, they, they brought Cisco in and, and the signings didn't improve us at all. I mean, they can't, they're just passengers, aren't they, really, the ones that were yeah. signed. Um, and now you can't exactly go and sign another seven. But in terms of loan players, that we've got we've got five on the books, haven't we? I mean, um, there's an argument you could, to say you could send all five back, really. Um, 
and 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 source just I'd rather source three quality loans and address the spine of the team, which I always think is a good thing to do when you're in a league above. This is get get your get, get your centre half, your centre mid, and then the striker that scores the goals. Um, easier said than done. And the problem we've got is um, everyone thinks okay, January the first comes around, and all of a sudden we can sign this guy, that guy, the guy, yeah. but. We can't until the end of January because that's when most of the deals are done, when teams are finalising the squads and agreeing to let players go out on loan. So, and what, and what's I think that? Another four or five games, isn't it, as well? Mm. Yeah. Think about it. I think if it's any more than... I think, to, to be honest, I think it needs to be under 10 points for us to try and bring players in to still think we've got a chance. If it's more than 10, I think we're starting to look to build to the future and, and accepting his fate and then, then just trying to get players that can bring us straight back. The problem you've got, the problem you've got is uh, what is the long-term plan, really, the management team, um, if they're going to stay, um, if we do get relegated. I think you've got to have one eye on trying to stay up because apparently there's new TV deals coming in in, in the championship, which is a sig- significant amount of money. Can can the club endure another relegation to League One um, with a cut in finances again? We're obviously we're already being told that. Finances are very uh, poor, um, and obviously there's going to be a lot of people who aren't going to wear buying season tickets at overinflated prices to watch League One football. Um, I think I agree with John. I, I, I personally, I think the only player I would probably keep out of them who I think has a, a flash of uh, it could be a good player would be Buckley. Um, the rest I would definitely. Mm. I know, I know it's a contentious one, Ash, because we both. Discussed him numerous times, but I think there is a player in there. Um, I don't necessarily think he's been played in the right positions. Um, but uh, Hendricks, Fletcher, oh, um, I think um, Momo Diaby's on loan. I would keep him. I think he is he on loan, Momo Momo Diaby. Yeah, he is actually. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, 42 minutes of him. Uh, 40 the 42 minutes, I know, probably the best 42 minutes of any player we've seen playing in a blue and white shirt this season. So, you've got to look at, I mean, I'm hoping, I know he's not because he's part of the he's not part of the name team. Um, I'd probably look at keeping him as well, but I think I, I agree with Charlie Reed, the keeper. I think that maybe he might have his sights on somebody else to bring in. Um, but then would that Simon on that on the keeper yeah. would that mean would that mean uh, rules got to make a decision? Will Will Dawson be his uh, number one and he's going to bring in a a backup keeper, or will he say no, bring in a new number one who's going to be the number one? Yes. Because at the minute it, it's like I think we've seen out with Dawson. I'm not I'm not in the Dan Fudge camp. I'm not in the. It gives him absolute hell, doesn't it? Uh, I do reckon there is a half decent keeper in there, but he's conf- He's a confidence keeper, definitely. And, and he's definitely. and and he's and maybe he's got to play games to get that confidence, but it just happens to drop a rick. In, in I, I, I alluded. Games. I alluded to this last week in the podcast. Yeah. I think. Um, the standard of goalkeepers in the championship has moved on since we were last in it. And I know it's only two years, but I think the influence of keepers in the cha- in the premiership has come down into the championship now. That that actually keeper in the premiership is a twelfth man. He's more than a than a keeper. Keeper. Uh, yeah. And and I think I don't think Cameron Dawson has those abilities, unfortunately. I think a League One keeper he's, he's ideal. He's a chimney sweeper. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's old fashioned first division football goalkeeper and, and and that will suit League One. But I think the championship, I think honestly think that if we're to move on and stay in the championship, then Cameron Dawson has to move on as well. Uh, and I'm not in, and I'm not in Dan's Dan's camp either. I think he's a decent keeper, just not a championship keeper. I think a lot of it depends what else you get on the pitch as well. I know this is going to sound a bit like I'm just making excuses for him, but if you if you invest solidly in your keeper and he's he's consistently getting game time, those kind of keepers they don't get subbed out. You don't even think about your number two mm. because that's your guy. That's your uh, your Westwoods, like your safe pair of hands, like you, you know, you know, that's your guy. And if you don't have that, what you very much need is your guys at the other end bashing the goals in. Because if you haven't got that, you know, and I'm being a bit obvious here, but I guess what I mean is, is how often is the the Dawson fluff or the possible Dawson error in that like 75th minute when we're nil nil and it's all a bit like shit, 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 and that you know 
that that confidence, that panic wouldn't matter as much if we were 2-0 up. And I think there's a lot to be said for, yes, obviously when we're in League One, you know, he was he was our first choice, like he was in there and it's and it's a different standard. But equally, we were resilient in our goal scoring and we were resilient in 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 what you know what was happening away from him. Yeah. So does it is it that you actually invest a lot more going forward and you worry less about what you're doing at the back and at least then you you know you're smashing them in because we are playing that kind of high heavy intensity football under rule you know that suits the idea of trying to get you know 2-0 up by half time or do you pull it right back and you make you make your keeper a real real focus but acknowledge that ultimately you, you can't win games just by not conceding and I don't know. I feel for Dawson in that. I feel like he, the mistakes he makes always seem to be around the time when we've all switched off anyway. And I don't want to make excuses for him, but I also think that, you know, if he was the greatest keeper in the world, he wouldn't be playing in League One or in the Championship. So, yeah, he's, he's what we've got. So, you're saying not just confidence in Dawson himself, but he's a confidence player with the team he's playing with as well. Obviously, so. it, of course it does. Yeah, the, the other ten players does affect the goalkeeper because if they're they're not putting in the effort and, mm. or they're not producing yeah. to score the goals, then well, that's it. Like they're well, missing, they're missing their chances early on, and fair enough. But then when it comes down to him fluffing his chance, he's the devil, and he's the what he's cost us the game. He's cost the game. What he's cost the game, not the you know. 85 minutes you guys have had to pop one in top bins he's cost us the game right towards the end and yeah I'm not you know I'm not saying that there's not the errors there but if if you if you rely exclusively on your goalkeeper to win a game you've got some serious problems elsewhere yeah. and so yeah. I would understand if someone you know if someone better came in and he got dropped and I, I would understand that and I think to a certain extent Dawson would understand that well he wasn't our first choice last time we were in the championship he did play second fiddle a lot of the time but you know it you can blame him for what's his, yeah. but you, you you can't kind of put it can't all come down to to that goalkeeper. I don't think. I think Matt's just um, Matt's just put a, a message. Dawson needs quality competition, which yeah. I think he's got. Vasquez, I, I do. He, he's a he's not playing any minutes for AC Milan, but as Blair, a fan of this uh, a member of this podcast, is also a fan. I think that says that because uh, because uh, Gasama played what was it. Two Not minutes with PSG. Uh, PSG, PSG, sorry. Yeah, on yeah. yeah. Messi on the pitch, he's, he's a world beater. So um, <laughs> I, I think Vasquez, um, I think he gives him that competition. I really do. Unless you're right, Charlie, and whatever's happened behind the scenes and he just mm. fancy him and Dawson's it, number one. It's odd because since Dawson's been put back at number one, if you watch it half time when the subs are warming up, Vasquez is just sort of doing keepy uppies by himself. Mm. There doesn't seem to be anybody taking him in goal and doing any warm-ups or anything like that. There's no real involvement, which I find really weird. Very weird. I find that weird. Haven't we gone back to Nicky Weaver temporarily as goalkeeper Mm. coach? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's another position we're trying to fill, isn't it? I think Rule wants his own guy Mm. and he wants Weaver to go back to under-21s and Mm. work with them. Um, Mm. But obviously, it's, it's another position... Um, that, we're, that we're trying to fill in it on his backroom staff. And I think he started off okay and he brought in, you know, uh, Sasha Lense and uh, one or two others, but he's still, there's still a couple of gaps there that he's hoping to fill, isn't there? And one of them would be goalkeeper coach, which before then, it was that, I don't know why we got rid of that, but Basso or Basso, whatever they call it. He's gone to Huddersfield, hasn't he? Yeah, he's gone to Moore's crew, yeah. He's gone to Moore's crew then, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but he, he seemed decent enough. But it, it came across those on pre-matches that with Dawson, Stockdale, Basso, it seemed like they had quite a good goalkeeper union, didn't they? Mm. And mm. it was commented quite a few times that Stockdale was warming Dawson up pre-match mm. and, and helping out and probably obviously practising a bit of coaching that he's no doubt going to go into. Um, mm. But like exactly like I said, it, it does seem that it's very fragmented. Mm. Um, and if, if that is because, obviously, a lack of goalkeeping coach and someone to... To, to obviously get them all together uh, and uh, Pierce Charles as well. Um, oh, yeah. It can only be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I mean, yeah. It <laughs> is weird, isn't it? Like, I mean, goalkeepers are, they are a funny, 
like goalkeepers are mental aren't they you have to be mental to be a goalkeeper because mm-hmm. everything's always your fault and you have to be quite crackers but um to, like I, I remember on one of the episodes of like welcome to Wrexham they got this whole bit about the keepers and it was like they were the vying for that first choice spot and part of that vying is is you kind of supporting as like the number two you, you you're really bigging up the number one even though you kind of want his job you're also there to like make him think he's the absolute man and you're like really building that up and, and he goes on to that you know absolutely like cracked up like yeah you know I could do it sort of thing so it's if you don't really have that your goalkeepers just on their own aren't they they're not you know they're part of the squad but they're not part of the squad they're not training the same way and if we've not got that unity that idea that Vasquez still champions Dawson even when he's not getting picked and stuff like that I don't know there's just something there's something a bit off there and I can't I don't know yeah Yeah, I know know we're saying about oh Simon didn't agree with you Charlie well, if you don't, if you can't handle it, get out there. <laughs> if um, obviously there is football going on tonight, and we've just seen that England are losing one 0 so that's great, isn't it? Oh, to really worried to... football weren't going to upset me this week. Oh, yeah, thank God. <laughs> qualify. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> me with a good time. Yeah, uh, well, one uh, 0 to Ennis Bardi has scored. For, uh, Rebound from the penalty. So they had a penalty rebound for anyone who's listening who really haven't won. Um, oh, here we go. Friend of the show. Here we go. Oh, it's him. Bloody gets where water done, doesn't he? Keep one, sell one, and I give one a five-year contract tomorrow. Oh, Steve. Who's he, who's he talking about? The five five mini banners? Us. No, us. <laughs> He's talking about us. <laughs> 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 well, well uh, I'll I'll give myself a five-year contract if, uh, if that's all right. But uh, no, keep one, sell one, five-year contract. Um, I tell you what, I'll give. Um, who can go first? God, Charlie, I'll let you go first. Keep one, sell one, and keep one long-term. Keep one and five-year contract is same. I, I would imagine. Keep one, sell one. Which, which players? Keep players. one, who won? Which one? Who won? Whoever you want. Who? Whoever you, you need want. to give me a choice no. between three. Isn't it like Snog Marry Kill? Oh, God. oh yeah, hang on, hang on. He's, 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 doing, he's, he's done just, it. Just he's any Masaba. <laughs> you've got th- three. You've got Masaba, right. Dishon, Bernard. Come on, Steve. Here's another one. Oh, I'll, Palmer. Throw, I'll, I'll throw in there. No, 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 not that. Um, we'll Too say um, George Byers. Oh, oh, oh right. That's okay. That's, that's so harsh. Right. Sabre, Dishard. Right. And Byers. Sabre, oh, right. Yeah. Five-year contract or long-term right. contract. Long-term contract from I Sarver. like him. I think I think he's got a bit of magic to him. I think there's something there that you could really build on. I'm going to sell Bernard just because if you sell buyers, I don't think you'd get as much for him for what he already has in the team. Like, I must admit, I, I, I mean, I absolutely love... George Byers, I absolutely do. I, I think he struggled a little bit from some of the little bits I've seen. There's been a couple, but you know, yeah. who hasn't? We've all struggled, us included. But <laughs> like, I, you know, but I think what he already adds to the squad that he knows and everything, I'd be keeping him. And I think you'd, I'm not trying to sound horrible, I think you'd make more money off Deshaun than you would George. Eh? So that's my answer. Oh, that Simon. was evil. Same three, play- <laughs> same three players. Because I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree completely with Charlie there. It, it, it'd be a toss-up between Dijon and Masaba, which one you would sell. It would I would look at what their market value is. You wouldn't be looking at selling George because he's in the twilight of his career, I would suggest. Um, Isn't he like the, t- uh, the oh, twilight of his career. <laughs> <laughs> we all know away days are mint. But there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. <laughs> a bit like me. A bit like me, mate. Yeah. Um, he, he, uh, I, I'm a massive fanboy for George Byers. Like, like Charlie said, he's not had the best of seasons, but he, he missed a lot at the end of last season as well. So that might be a hangover from that. And, not exactly been an auspicious start by any player um, the start of this season. So I would keep George and then look at one of the two. I, I like, to be honest, I actually think that Dijon might be the one to keep and not Masaba. Masaba has got those little sparks of uh, something exciting. But I think Dijon, for a young lad, has got a really mature head on his shoulders and looks a really, really good defender. Um, put him next to somebody who's a little bit more mature, somebody who talks, not um, uh, Diaby, not Iorfa, unfortunately. He needs to be next to a Glenn Leuven's type player, I think, um, and it would it would really come on. I think he's the one I would keep, and I'd probably look at selling Masaba. Right. John? Um, I, I think I, I like players like we all do, but... Um, he does miss a lot of game time. Um, and for that reason, I don't think you can count on the resiliency of a player like George. So reluctantly, I'd, I'd sell George. Um, I love, I love Masaba's promise, but right now it's just still promise. And we're not, we're not sure where it's going to go. Hopefully it's going to go really well. And we've got an asset on his hands. Um, so if, uh, it's really tough because I've, I'd want to get out of the five-year contract at this point in time and get Bernard and then just keep Masaba and sell Bayers, I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, John, on that one. I'm a, I'm a massive George Bayers fan, but obviously this season and exactly what he said is you you can't, re- in history, you can't rely on him playing your 40 games, 35 games, can you? Um, no. And I think he is really, he's really integral to the team, but I'm going to say something Sheffield Wednesday haven't been uh, very good at doing is keeping the youth and developing them. So mm. I, I'd say the same. Uh, but I'd, I'd probably go either uh, Bernardo or Masaba on the keep one or a long-term contract. Because I think they're both, if way we go in and we can develop them, I think they'll both be worth a couple of million, at, well, uh, millions anyway, because of, in, not just purely thing, it's just the market that we're at. That any decent championship player is going to be worth a few million. Um, so I'm going with that. That was a very good question, Stevie. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, all that. Um, <clears throat> so if you've seen, um, we get, we're going off some tangents here and anything. I'm just thinking of things I've seen in in uh, social media over the last couple of weeks is um, the old question about, and it's not going to happen, but we'll talk about it to pass five minutes. Moving the stadium or moving stadiums. Yeah, you know, you like this one, Charlie. Are you for it or are you against it? Pros and cons are evident for everybody. Um, but go. Um, no, I'll go on the Charlie. You're shaking your head. No, no. If it falls to bits, call it a day. Do you know? Like, there comes a certain point where... Are you talking where... about stadium or me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I think... There comes a point where we're looking for any solution except the the bigger issues, aren't we? We look, you know, and and I, and I get it. I I understand that, you know, we're starting to get the point where the the old stadiums are becoming the old stadiums, and before you know it, it is a museum, and you're you're literally visiting the site of where it used to be. And I do get that, but until you actually have to, and until you actually would, and until you've got a real genuine plan to do that why and now really like mm. it, any time in the next five years is so not it's not our priority and also it's 
it's Hillsborough. Like, you're allowed to be extremely nostalgic and yeah. wistful about the literal spiritual home of your football club. <laughs> like, I'll wax lyrical about players that other people say are shit. I've got new EU posters up on my wall. I don't give a monkey's, you, you know, you could call it whatever. But the one thing you are definitely allowed to be like, ah, oh, about is is the stadium that you know that has been there and stood the test of time and that everyone's got the memories there and i just think that these new flash stadiums they've got no heart they've got no history we literally at that point might as well be like yeah with the red bull owls and we're you know and with us sat and the other and aussie is now just a giant tin can and it's all fact because if all we're trying to do is become the flashiest club in the world then fine go and support the flashiest clubs going you know what i mean at a certain point you're literally selling your souls and Unless it unless it's falling to bits, I I think it's a, a shit idea, and I'm happy to to say that. Strike me down if I'm wrong, but I don't care. Uh, oh, Simon, do you you're agreeing with Charlie there? Saying Absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Why why saddle ourselves with humongous debt, a club that's struggling to stay afloat with its current stadium, where the humongous debt are built? I mean. I'm working on the new Everton Stadium in Liverpool, a team that looked like they could be relegated from the Premiership, that they've been building for two years now. They're going to have a huge debt around their shoulders um, for the sake of moving from a, a, a stadium that holds 40,000 to one that holds 55,000. Um, why would we do that? Do, do people wax lyrical about the New York Stadium? Do they wax lyrical about yeah. Pride Park? Yeah. You know, they, 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 we've been to a lot of them and they're soulless, they're empty. Coventry City sold Highfield Road. They built the Rico. The Rico is owned by the council and Tesco's. That was the only way they could actually fund it. The Rico is now was owned, by, my, owned by Mike Ashley now, but was bought by Wasps mm-hmm. and rented to them. They were playing at Birmingham City's ground. They were playing at Sixfield, Northampton Stadium. We've got, if you remember, if you cast your mind back when we were bidding for the World Cup a few years ago, which ended up going to Russia for some reason, um, um, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there were plans There were plans afoot for, for knocking down the Leppins Lane stand and building a stand there, which would hold a community, community college in it as well. There's a huge amount of real estate there and land that the club can and could redevelop. You know, it's steeped in history. It's a foresight. However much people joke about it being called the Rust Bucket and stuff like this, um, the number of away fans who come and sit in that away and look at it and go, this is what a good old-fashioned... There's only one stadium I've been to over our travels over the last few years that I've thought as a new stadium is any good was MK Don Stadium, Milton Milton Keynes Stadium. And I thought that was a really nice... Well designed stadium, yeah. But this is it from a history point of view, it's about as old as the club is, so yeah, exactly. So (laughs) it's deep, it's deep in history, Um, yeah. It's not, no, it's definitely not for me, no, No, full stop. And 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 you can guarantee if Chan Siri went, I'm going to build a stadium next to Meadow Hall in 10 years' time when it's all gone to shit, he'll be to blame for that as well, despite all these people saying, Oh, we need a new stadium because it's the you know the silver yeah. magic silver bullet. Do, we've had a comment saying, do, "Do you not think that the upkeep of the ground is financially harming us?" Because no doubt it, it is. Expensive. Yeah, but what about the, up, the upkeep? The upkeep of paying hundred million pounds to have a stadium built? Yeah. These, these things aren't cheap. <laughs> My house big. needs decorating. It's not cheaper to buy another house. They aren't going to like build a stadium, a new stadium. They've got to buy the ground. They've got to apply permission. Then they've got to build the stadium. There are stadium contractors going bust because they can't build them for the money that they've been asked to build them for. Hence Buckingham Group, Anfield, Fulham. You know these mm. these 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 stadiums have got stands that they can't even put people in because they're not finished. You know, and it, it's 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 just it'd just be a white it'd just be a, another elephant, a white elephant. It'd just be just not a, a golden one. Yeah, rather than a golden. <laughs> yeah. you know, these things aren't cheap. Yeah. So if you if you've got issue, invest the money in Hillsborough. No, but, to, but if to you're paying improve. paying all this money for season tickets, you want to be sat in a nice seat, don't you? I am where I sit. Oh. <laughs> John, what's your thoughts on the stadium? Yeah, I, I mean, I, 
I love Hillsborough. I've always lived very close to it all my life. Um, so it, it, it's it's home for me. Um, but I, d- I do wonder if it, it comes to a point where um, it might be more uh, viable to build a new stadium than than renovate Hillsborough. I'm not. I'm not, not saying that's my choice, by the way. But um, I just wonder when we don't really know. Like you said, men- mentioned maintenance cost and and what it would actually do to to bring it up to like a Premier League stadium if we ever got ever got back there, you know, in, in, and I just do wonder if, I do, well, personally, I don't think, A, I don't think Chan Siri will ever build a new stadium. I don't think he'll ever go back to the Premier League, to be honest. So I don't think a stadium issue will be an issue under his tenure. Um, but should anyone come along and buy us and, and look at it, I, I wouldn't want to see us move, but I, I could kind of understand if they did, if it's just going to be, more fin- financially viable and alone, uh, uh, but I'd hate to see it. I'd hate to move from Hillsborough, but I don't know. I mean, lots of Arsenal moved from Highbury, didn't they? Tottenham yes. moved from White Hart Lane. It, they must have, you know, um, Sunderland moved from Roker Park and all these other fans of other clubs would surely have had um, strong affinities to their stadiums before before moving. Uh, and perhaps the majority of them didn't want it to happen. Um, so we, I think it's a realization that it could be something that happens down the line, and we might see it. You know, I don't know whether it'll be ten years, fifty years, but it, it could be a reality one day. But yeah, personal choice. I'd love to love to renovate it. You remember when they got the World Cup bid, and we've yeah. got the funding, hadn't we? And we've got like a artist impression of what Hillsborough was going to look like. Should England should have won that bid, to be honest, we've yeah. got by far the best bid. And I thought the plans drawn up were absolutely brilliant. I thought it made Hillsborough, it filled all the corners in, but it, it retained its look and it modernised it. I thought it looked fantastic. But, you know, FIFA being FIFA just took the backhander and we didn't get the bid. We, did, we didn't win the bid. Um, <clears> and that would have been part funded by the council as well. So it would have been yeah. winning all around. Excuse me. <laughs> At the, um... Oh, just I was going to move on, but so um, Beth's just come in with a uh, speak of the stadium. I'm surprised DC hasn't named it the Chancery Stadium yet to advertise his brand to get around FFP. I'm I'm sure he would have thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he would if he could have pumped another ten million in or anything like that. Um, and there's been a goal at the tuna can. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm sure his, adv- his advisors um, would have said something. But I mean, isn't, isn't that fans don't like why... his name going on the seats, do, do they? So I'm isn't sure they'd hate why it. He's, he's put the names on the seats, though, and on, on the North Stand. Yeah. I'm sure that was some part to show that he's put money into the club, even though a lot of it has been, oh, he's done it because... You know, he's a narcissist. He's created a reason for showing to, you know, it's a way of beating FFP in a way, isn't it? Yeah, of course. One thing that they did say quickly before you move on is that the the independent regulator, which looks like coming in, uh, one of the things that they're going to make, um, you know, make a law, make a rule, as you will, is that if the new owner comes in, he's got to consult fans about changing the badge, changing the colours. Yeah. Doing anything like you know, so because um, Chancho didn't really consult, did he? he just changed changed the old owl to the what? Well, the the, the, the stylized owl to the to the previous owl badge, and and obviously we lost a stripe for a couple of seasons, didn't we? As well, so yeah, things like that need to be. I think fans need a voice there. Yeah, I think uh, I think whole whole city had it in there a couple of years ago. Or do they want to make them the whole Tigers or something like that? Um, and I think, mm. obviously, with the Red Bull thing, and that's a non-starter for me. Uh, all that mm. crap. It, they they do like to come in and, and give their two pennies worth to names. I, I think stuff. So there's I a think fine. Oh. I think there's a fine line there. There isn't. I understand if you're going to start, you know, we're going to start playing in Red Bull colours and stuff like that. Then obviously there's an issue there. But you know, and and I think was it the Cardiff chairman wanted to change the Cardiff City shirts from. Was it blue to red? Yeah, they did or, for one know, season. They did do it, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that, that sort of thing, obviously, it, it, it's part of your tradition. It affects your tradition. But I think if we start getting people involved with, so, for example, when we went from stripes to the blue shirt with the white sleeves, that was a historic colour. We'd had that in the past. Oh, yeah. yeah. If we start getting fans on board who stop nitpicking every time we slightly change a badge or, you know, a home shirt comes out with too much gold on, 
you know, I'm more interested in actually the the running of the clubs and the actual yeah. way the clubs are actually put together. You know, he can tinker all his like with how a shirt looks as long as we keep having blue and white stripes. Because um, we have the barcode shirt, Jesus. I mean, imagine if the internet had been around when we had <laughs> the barcode shirt yeah. in the nineties. That but weird. that's it in it like when he when he you know when he threatens and he talks crap and stuff and he's like oh you know in national league you'll you'll follow a national league and you go yeah because that it's that isn't it it's like yeah you you there's there's you look at something like twitter which is so polarizing anyway but like or you listen to whoever sits behind me down at match whatever you know going on <laughs> about it and there's as many people love the the change of the badges do and there's as many people defend the stripeless shirts and those kind of little things are one thing but when you start talking about changing the name the color the stadium they're the kind of things where it's like yes obviously you've got to move with the times and you've got to you know you've got to account for things and finance stuff but this is what makes football different 24 hours what makes your club different 24 hours and it infuriates me when it's like oh would you rather see your club playing in the national league than playing as the red bull such and such in the premier league you bet your ass i would one million percent i'd rather we stayed in the rust bucket and played in the national league and stayed as the club than just became this whole new thing to be profitable by that logic you know you, you might as well be like you know entirely change the concept of, of of what you're going for and what the history is and, and and you know it could just be any you might as well support any team watch any football yeah. um and it's stuff like that, that just drives me as you can tell right up the wall uh not a fan not a fan so i think that's a, a unanimous thing we'll keep hillsborough then yeah right yes, right, another another question we'll go going back what do you think attracted Danny Rule and his elite team of backroom staff to come to Sheffield Wednesday? It's a mystery to me. Right. Bit of Cluedo going on here. Let's play a game. It's, I, I imagine, and I'll just, my 30 seconds worth, I imagine it's his first uh, opportunity for a manager's job. Um, his pedigree that you look at where he's been assistant manager, I don't know why he's not been offered before. Some something I know he's just come out of a job with the national team, so maybe the timing was great. Um, I, I don't know, I really don't. It's it's a weird one for me. He's plucked him out of I'm not going to say nowhere, but for the for the EFL, um, for English football, plucked him out of nowhere. Um, what do you guys think? What, what do you think, uh, John? Start with you. What do you think attracted Danny Rule to come to little old Sheffield? Um, it could be a number of things, really. I mean, it, it could be something as simple as is his agent and Amadou Paxo know each other. Or Whoa, be... no swearing on this podcast, thank you very much. <laughs> or or it, it might be that, you know, he's seen his fellow countrymen like uh, Daniel Farker and David Wagner have success in the championship with clubs, taking them, you know, to promotions. Um, he may have heard of us from, you know, um, just... We always think like with some card at Premier League and never to be heard of again. But you know these 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 uh, international coaches and that they, they know of teams. And he said he he knew of us before in a big club. I mean, uh, it might even um, just be from the time we played in the. Remember we played Kaiserslautern. I mean, he'd probably been a kid then, wouldn't he? But he might he might there might be footage of that. And it, it could be a number of reasons. It's, it's a big opportunity. We're still a big club despite everything that's going on, going on. And I know that's. Hard to believe sometimes because it's just misery after misery, isn't it? Since we fell out of the Premier League in two thousand, but we still get we still sell away followings consistently every game. We still get twenty odd thousand at home, more if we're doing well. Um, big club, big stadium, great opportunity for your first for your first break in management. And you know, if you get it right here, you, you, you honestly you, your profile will be through the roof because if you get this club back to Premier League, my God, you're going to be like. You, you, you can that's something to stick on your CV for sure. I don't even think to Premier League, if he just survives the season after the start oh. we've had. I think he's he keeps us up. So, wow, yeah, yeah. Uh, Simon, what do you think? Danny Rule, does he just like fancy a pork sandwich or do you <laughs> he think there he was likes a really good... a Thornbridge? He heard that there was a berries up the road. Um, yeah, I have to agree with John. I think there's still a band say this because I've got blue and white striped spectacles on, but I think there's still a huge draw. From Sheffield Wednesday, I think we're, we're just in the uniqueness of our name. You know, it is that that we are we are known because of our name. We, we, we Ted Lasso referred to us in the first series. You know, it is 
when when we played Peterborough, you know, there were American sports broadcasters going on about Sheffield Wednesday. You know, we're we're not a United. When when you know we 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 are a club that has its own den- um, its own sort of uh, character that no other club has got, and we're well known. And despite the the fact that the stadium's a rust bucket and this that and the other, it's still a big historic stadium. You know, we've we've held FA Cup semis there. We've had the Euros there, the '66 um, World Cup qualifying games there. So you know, if he would have been aware of us before he actually came through his time in in England at Southampton. Just for the fact is, what is that strange club called Sheffield Wednesday? Why is a club called Wednesday? What, what that's really odd, you know, to the German psyche, who have got some really strange names for some of their clubs. You know, it, 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 we we stand out amongst everybody, and I know that sounds quite sort of, you know, I'm I'm bigging it up, but it, there isn't another Wednesday out there, is there? And and historically as well, we are one of the oldest um, professional clubs in the league, um, and we're from the city that actually invented football. So you know, he knows of us, and as you said, look, if he can come in and and keep us up. My God, his worth is going to be huge. If he keeps us up and we keep him, then next season, I, I won't want to. I don't really want to push for the Premiership, to be honest. But to finish sort of top half of the Championship, then somebody's going to come in and take him away from us. And and for his career, he's thirty four years old. What a fantastic stepping stone! And you know what? If he if he do if we do go down, but we go down with a massive fight and not a whimper, his CV yeah. will still look good, won't it? I was I was going to say that I think not so much is in a no uh, no lose because obviously if if he only gets a couple of points between now and the season then I don't think he'll last but he, he has got a massive job and any indent into and especially keeping us up um, would be would be fantastic Charlie what's your thoughts on uh, Danny Rule do you think his yeah. uh, his his family just thought Sheffield looks lovely. Yeah, it's very green. Yeah, 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 the weather. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, any any vacant management's position is there because either somebody's retired or more likely somebody's got the sack. So anytime you come in, you're coming into something that, that weren't really working or, or hasn't worked for whatever reason. And sometimes that might be like a little thing. Sometimes it might be a terrible, great big thing. In our particular situation, it was dire, like, you know, we were absolutely, you know, historic worst season, you know, you don't have to know anything about us, you only have to know enough about football to know that you can come in and be a hero, you literally are coming in right at the point when, you know, if this were a rom-com, you know, this is like halfway through, she's just lost a job, she's lost everything, she's crying on the bridge, that's where the handsome guy comes in, he's the handsome guy, he comes in, he picks it all up, because why would you not be drawn to that story? Like, why would you not be drawn to, like, the the, the drama of it, like, the magic of it? Um, and while, like you say, it's not exactly like he's got a, oh, you know, it doesn't matter what he does because, you know, he, yeah. he, obviously he needs to do something. But anything, anything was going to be an improvement. If you're going to lose every game, not losing every game is already an improvement. You know, even if you draw three games, that's like, wow, a draw, a point. Like, so... And I think again, yeah, that you know, there's there's definitely we're an old club with a with a good loyal following, and there's going to be a lot to be said for that. Like from the minute he would have done his first home game, he would have seen what we're all about. And if you're interested in that, you're interested in really getting invested in a club. That's the only real reason I can think that he would have done it, and and sort of because he'll have met Chancery, and that in itself's like a you know a little test in it. Um, and he'll have seen kind of everything, and he'll have a lot lot more information than we'll have about what's really going on and what sort of you know everything really looks like sort of behind the scenes and he'll have seen that there's an investment for him to make in in this club and the the club to make in him and and I don't think he'd do it as a stepping stone I think it's a hell of a lot of effort to put in for something that's just a stepping stone because there's no guarantee he will come out of it smelling like roses like either he keeps us up or we get relegated but we still look good I mean that's still that's quite an ask of anybody to you know to make yourself looking that shiny he must know that there's a chance that that it, it could all go down and he could go down with the ship so yeah, I think it's the I think it's the drama of it. I think is what uh, attracts him, and I think great, good because we we need a hero to come in and do that. So uh, yeah, don't you think the um, the Wednesday job at the moment is like that that time when you're on Football Manager and you get sacked and you think right, I'll dive into another club and put these list of clubs up. And you're like, 
the fuck are they? <laughs> so <laughs> you have a look at it and you're like, oh, actually, look at size at stadium. Yeah, yeah, I like that. You know, I'll have a go at that budget. Uh, not great, but you know, maybe could loan a couple of players and that. You know, so. <laughs> That's it. Budget not great. <laughs> That's a bit of an understatement, that one, John. I think isn't yeah, it? Yeah. budget not great. Um, so we're, we're we're getting up to nearly an hour. So I'm gonna have to bring it back, and we'll have a quick let look forward to Saturday's game, shall we? Should we just wrap it up? Yeah, I know we've all had fun talking about I don't know duck-sized elephants, elephant-sized ducks, and all that. Um, Birmingham Saturday. Like Wayne Rooney is having a bit of a time of it as well, isn't it? I mean, just purely on that side little story, I we paced them just how Birmingham have acted, and I think a lot of football fans of other clubs and obviously Birmingham City fans agree because uh, that they've um, yeah they're going through it. Rooney's obviously I don't think I think he's got one point in his five games I think it is um, Birmingham. I mean. Is it a must? I hate. I hate. I was going to say it must win. It's not a must win, but it's a it game. Is a must really, win. We've, no, not yeah. There's another thirty odd games in there, so it's not a must win mathematically. But for for the a good performance, and obviously if a win comes as a one nil off someone's ass, um, it it is. So, John, what's your thoughts, Birmingham Rooney? Yeah, well, I know we, we see it in jest when we see, like, you know, Birmingham's not won since this, that, and then all Owls fans chiming, yeah, but we're rolling into town, so you'll get your first win, and you know, like with the charity club helping other clubs out, you know, since 1867 and all that, but um, we've got to win at some point. I'm, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm feeling this, this, this last week, yeah, I know we beat Rotherham, obviously, but I, I, we drew another one. I, I'm feeling this this week off, he's had a good, good crack at him on, on training ground and everything, and I think he'll have got them worked up for this one. And I, I'm sensing a win here. I'm sensing a, which would be the first away win, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm sensing a first away win here. I'm going for an Owls edgy 1 0 win. An edgy 1 0 win. I mean, I'd take any win, I think. Any win. Um, Simon? Um, hasn't he done sort of mini, some mini pre season or something? That they've yeah. been doing some sort of mini preseason, so this is probably the first time he's had time to really look at the players over a couple of weeks. Of which, obviously, he's not had. You know, it wasn't like when Cisco took him over to Mercia and then basically ditched half of them and sent Marvin Johnson off to Dubai. Um, I, 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 I wasn't there, obviously, due to other reasons. Uh, the Millwall game, so I can't comment on that. But my last game was Bristol away, and up until the point that Bannon got sent off, and afterwards we looked the better side. So look, if we can keep all the players on the pitch, then I don't see a reason why we can't win the game. You know, he, he's he's got to have instilled a little bit more of his ethics, his ethos into the side, which can only be a good thing. We've just got to get rid of those lapses of concentration and as Charlie alluded to earlier on if we are looking a little bit um, dodgy at the back so to speak we need to be scoring more than one goal you know we we, we won so many games last season 1-0 there were so many 1-0s last season weren't there that yeah. we need to be at least putting two in the back of the net um, so then it takes the pressure off the keeper whoever that might be and the back four because we've got they've all every single one of them has got a mistake in them so you know, so I, I'm 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 going for a win because um, I'd like to stick it to Wayne Rooney too because I just think what I think it's actually probably more to do with the board of directors at oh, yeah, Birmingham yeah. Birmingham City, not actually Wayne Rooney himself of how they <laughs> treated the previous manager because I thought it was disgusting. Um, and 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 so far, I don't think Wayne Rooney's he's a bit of a Frank Lampard, isn't he? I don't think he's had a great deal of success wherever he's gone. Really? Yeah. So, look, let's go for a win. 2 0. 2 0. Charlie? Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, since, since Ruler joined, it, it's, he's not had time to sit down and, uh, you know, take his coat off. So, I think this has been like the, this is the opportunity for him to really sort of um, tighten things up and see what he wants. And I think 
I, I totally agree with exactly what, 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 what's been said. Like, the, there's so much that we've seen that means we should be and can be winning games. And, yeah, and it would it's just really nice when it's against people like Wayne Rooney because I've never forgiven him for how much he was spitting last time he were at Hillsborough. The man spits constantly, endlessly, like a cow, just constantly spits on the floor. <laughs> and for me, that is a good enough reason for us to win. I was quite on the fence about what we did before, but because it's Rooney, no, I actually do think we need to win now. So that'll learn him for spitting. It's funny um, when you said... It took, um, it took out... Oh, sorry, go on, John. No, I was just saying, it's funny when you said he hadn't got time to take his coat off because he does, when he stands on the sideline with, with tracksuit on and everything and little white trainers and you can just see socks poking out and that way. It looks like one of them car wash attendants that you go, you know, and you, you rock up at him. <laughs> so, yeah, get, get, his, get his coat off for sure. But... I, I, uh, I'd like to say before, I just want, I just want us to win, for us to win and Danny to get his first win. But also on the side thing of just... Beating Birmingham, and they were yeah, sixth yeah. when they sat Gary Rowett, and now they sit eighteenth. So, look, we've sat our manager. We were bottom of the league with no wins, um, and they've sacked. We, for me, I'd love to have been Birmingham's position sixth, uh, being up there. But the, for for whatever reason, this supposedly American investor group that wanted a so-called big name, and Rooney's yeah. obviously been in America for a few years. Come over and Tom Brady on on board as well, aren't they? Apparently so. Yeah, he's mm. been seen in a couple of pubs in Birmingham. I don't know why he'd want to do that, but Christ. You know, and, 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 and people say that Jan is batshit crazy. You know, it's just... he, is, he is though, isn't he? Which he is. <laughs> Which he is. He is. They I'm all not... are. I'm yeah. not disagreeing with that, but my God, there's levels of batshit crazy. And like yeah. you say, being seventh in the league to bring somebody in who has no managerial experience, no managerial success. Yeah. And reduce them to what they are now. Jesus, where did you imagine the banners? Oh. There, there, there would be many. By the way, um, probably haven't got time, but Matt dropped a right bomb on the question there. I don't know if you've seen Ooh. it about the uh, Matt uh, Strickland. Um, about the blades, and yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, mm. well, ah, I know. I thought it was, uh, I mean, I was, I was gonna end on thing, but uh, it's just a straight no from me, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> cheers, yeah. No, I think we're all in. Good question, Matt. But no. Yeah. Cheers, Matt. But no. <laughs> uh, right. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Um, everyone listening, watching. Um, thank you very much for this. Not really special, but a different episode, a live episode of the Wednesday week. Um, we're going to probably do more of these in the future. Probably not on the same night as England play because uh, you know. What's the score? It's been devastating Ooh. to have you in figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Hey, we've got we've got more than I thought. So thank you, every uh, yeah, three of you that's listened and watched. Thank you. <laughs> it's one all. Grealish has equalised apparently. Oh, fantastic! I think it may be. I, I might be wrong on that one. But um, but yeah, uh, once again, everyone, check out our socials. Um, we're we're here every week doing this, and uh, we've got more episodes coming out there's a hello from the other side to preview against Birmingham and uh, then we'll be back next week on Monday we've got a my Wednesday coming out on Friday as well so tune in for that but thank you very much as always really appreciate everyone like subscribe and all that what usual YouTubers people do you know do all the buttons and all that thank you very much and uh, we'll see you again thank you The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.